Good morning. Rise and shine. Thank you for coming to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and today is November 8th. You caught me in a good mood again (laughs) because we're up to 28 countries listening. Kenya was added today. Kenya. Awesome. Welcome, welcome. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to Jesus' followers. And you know who you are. Every single one of us knows someone that needs Christ in their life. If anyone serves the Lord, God will honor him. Father, in all of your infinite wisdom, you made truth simple enough for all of us to understand that in order that we could walk in obedience to your will, if these truths enter all of our hearts and minds, I pray that you bring everyone's memory today to read the Bible and to ask you to work it into their heart. And upon waking tomorrow, a reminder to read it again and that you will bring to mind one of the scriptures during the day as they meet other people and are listening to their heartaches and problems. We are followers of Jesus, and we want to be true, life-changing followers of Jesus. And we thank you. In Christ's name, amen. When you have the freedom in Christ, you want to live out your purpose. The closer you get to Jesus, the easier it is to be like him. Followers of Jesus make a difference. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. Amen. As I open up my Bible at the start of each day, I'd lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your son for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. 
And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created, and the lives of those I love. There is nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. Okay, buckle your seatbelts. We're in for a doozy of prayers today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So glad you joined us. Hope you're ready for our day for date readings from the Lord. In Touch Magazine asks, Who is Jesus? While most people are familiar with the name Jesus, few truly know who he is. Knowing Jesus' identity and mission are important because of the ramifications that are eternal. And the best source of information about him is the Bible. Scripture tells us Jesus is God. This means that he's eternal. He existed before his physical birth. He existed before time began. Jesus, the creator of everything that exists, is the perfect reflection of the invisible God. Our Savior had the power to forgive sins and was worshipped by his followers, both of which are appropriate only for divinity. Think about the omnipotent, eternal Son of God coming to earth as an infant. Imagine him lying in a manger made from trees he created and under the stars that he himself had strewn across the sky. Scripture makes it clear that this was no ordinary baby. The word also says there is only one way to eternal life, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior. So God has provided ample validation of his son's identity. We need to weigh the evidence and then turn to Christ for our salvation. Amen. And God's promises day by day. 2 Corinthians 8 says, Though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. During his earthly ministry, Jesus not only shared precious gifts with needy people, sight to the blind, food to the hungry, healing to the sick, even life to the dead, but Jesus gave himself for all people so that anybody who trusted him would share the riches of his grace. Furthermore, he didn't simply take away the bad and replace it with the good, Jesus took on himself all that was bad in us, including our sins, 
so that he might share with us all the good that is in him. Amen. In God's way, day by day, these pages never like to stay open. Proverbs 4, 5 says, get wisdom, get understanding. The Bible declares, get wisdom, get understanding. The two are not the same. Understanding is based upon the acquisition of knowledge. It is filtering, sifting, sorting, and defining process. Wisdom, in comparison, is an applying process. Okay? Understanding tells us what is happening. Wisdom tells us why it is happening. Understanding gives us the facts. Wisdom tells us what to do with those facts. Understanding yields insight into how a problem might be solved. Wisdom tells us which solution to pursue and when and how to pursue it. Amen. I receive that. Amen. And now commanding your morning. It says, don't limit your thinking. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. All things were created through him and for him. We have some work to do in the spirit. This kind of change doesn't happen overnight, but it happens gradually and progressively as we seek to understand the realm of the spiritual better than we understand the world we physically walk in every day. As we do, the transformation that is possible is beyond anything that has yet been imagined. We must not be limited by the thinking of the world around us. God has more and he is anxious to release it into the earth, but he can do it only through his body. If it's going to happen, then it's going to come through us. And it is only going to come through us if we understand how to pray and hear from heaven in revolutionary new ways. Bow your head. Father, I decree and declare that I have the mind of Christ and therefore seek things above and not beneath. I ascend into new realms of power and access new dimensions of divine revelation. I declare that every mental block is cleared, giving the Holy Spirit unrestricted access to my mind, soul, and spirit. Father, reveal your assignments and agenda for me today. I will operate in my correct timing. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Awesome. Stay with us. We'll be back with more prayers. God is blessing us right now.
There is nothing wrong with a little hope for each day. Psalm 63, 6 says, On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. One of the habits that you urge new Christians to develop is the discipline of spending time alone with God every day, reading the Bible, meditating on its truth, and turning to God in prayer. Even if it's only a few minutes at first, nothing can calm our souls more or better prepare us for life's challenges than time spent alone with God. But the Bible also urges us to walk with God every waking moment. Pray continually, Paul urged the Thessalonian Christians. Night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, he told Timothy in 2 Timothy. The psalmist noticed, noted that the righteous person takes delight in God's word. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Often when I'm speaking to someone, I find myself praying for them in my heart. Jesus promised, I am with you always in Matthew 28. Ask God to help you to be aware of his constant presence and to turn your heart and mind toward him. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. Some people think Christians should always be smiling and happy and that something is wrong if they aren't. But this isn't necessarily true. Jesus stood outside the tomb of his friend Lazarus and we read that Jesus wept in John 11. As he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept. Luke 19. Because of its spiritual blindness and guilt, he knelt in the Garden of Gethsemane and was in agony, and his sweat became like great drops of blood. And that's Luke 22. Don't confuse happiness with joy. Happiness comes with happy circumstances. Joy wells up deep inside our souls as we learn to trust Christ. Joy does not mean that we are never sad or that we never cry. Joy is a quiet confidence, a state of inner peace that comes only from God. Life's troubles may rob us of our happiness, but they can never rob us of the joy God gives us as we return in faith to him and seek his face. Amen. And now the 23rd Psalm. Listen carefully. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Isaiah 40, 11 says, He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. The Old Testament gives a wonderful picture of God as our shepherd. Our psalm begins, Hear us, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock. The almighty creator of the universe stoops to be the shepherd of his people. A shepherd protects his sheep, feeds them, and pursues them when they stray. At evening, he brings them into the fold, secure against every enemy. Without the shepherd, the sheep would scatter and wander into danger. In the best known of all Psalms, David makes the relationship personal. The Lord is my shepherd, he cries exultantly. I shall lack nothing. He then tells of God's constant care until that day when I dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The New Testament tells of another shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives life for the sheep. He guides and protects us and even gave his life so we will be safely in his fold forever. Amen. Beautiful words. 23rd Psalm. Be right back in a moment. And let's finish today with the rewards of patience. With patience, we see God at work in our life. With patience, we have strong testimony to other people of God's faithfulness. With patience, we are able to achieve our objectives. With patience, we make wise, timely, profitable decisions. With patience, we can ask God for clear direction. We have God's favor, his approval. We have strength to endure suffering. With patience, we build strong relationships. Oftentimes, people are saved as a result of our personal wisdom. With patience, we can encourage people to grow in the Lord. With patience, we are able to rescue those going in the wrong direction. We are to gently, lovingly lead people to grow in their relationship with God. With patience, 
we can see God faithfully answer our prayers. We grow in spiritual maturity. With patience, we maximize our potential. Patience contributes to a calm, healthy lifestyle. Patience continues to our trustworthiness in other people. With patience, we experience contentment, joy, and thanksgiving. God views us as available as an available vessel for him to use. Patience, we position ourselves to receive God's best. The determining factor of patience is the value I place on the object of my patience. My patience reveals how valuable you are. My patience reveals the value I place on my relationship with God and if I am willing to wait and to trust Him. Amen. That's good food for thought. Ponder on that. The value of patience. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Come back tomorrow. It's a daily podcast. Bye for now.